Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to Sean's Rambles. I haven't done one of these in a while, but I figured it's about time I put something out. So today I'm going to have a very quick conversation about content warnings versus spoilers or spoilers versus content warnings, depending on which way I decide to put up the episode. So earlier today, I had a very brief conversation as part of a larger conversation about uh, a new book that apparently has a table of contents with some content warnings next to certain stories. And one particular individual apparently got upset about this. I know nothing about the book. I know nothing about this individual. He's some sort of writer person. But basically, he was upset because to him, it was like having the book spoiled for you and da-da-da-da-da. So I think the big thing here is there's a big confusion about what is the difference between a content warning and a spoiler. And a big confusion mostly for certain segments of the population. Because obviously, I think there is a lot of emotion tied up into spoilers Right, we, we keep seeing article after article every year about people being spoiled about some sort of a movie that just came out and being upset. How dare you ruin it for me? Da 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 da. And on some level, I kind of understand that. This is part of the reason I don't enjoy wa- watching trailers all that much anymore. Because a lot of times, with some exceptions, trailers give way too much information and they do actually spoil the story. I do agree with the idea that sometimes it's nice to be surprised. What's the difference between a content warning and a spoiler? Well, a content warning will tell you it's a story that has graphic violence. A spoiler will tell you that that graphic violence occurs on page 5. Now, that's the kind of simple version. It's the version I put on Twitter. It's really simple. It's obviously more complicated than that, but but it's Twitter, so it's 140 characters. What are you going to do? But there is an obvious difference here. It's that a content warning is designed to tell you about the material you're about to read to give you a sense of what is in it in a sort of largely vague, not terribly specific way. Now, sometimes it can seem very specific, right? If a story tells you, for example, uh, it takes place uh, and involves, uh, I don't know, mass murder, right? That might be a problem because maybe it, it seems like it's telling you very important details, but that only matters and only becomes a spoiler warning when that element being described to us becomes a sort of essential point of the plot. The example that came up on Twitter, which I think is actually a great example, is the issue of cancer. So one of the options that was in that uh, that table of contents actually mentioned terminal cancer. And that would seem like it's a spoiler. And having not read the story, I can't actually say for certain whether it is, because maybe the story is only about a character who's the plot of which is discovering they have cancer, going through dealing with the fact that it's terminal, and then dying at the end. In which case, yeah, terminal cancer would kind of give away the point of the story, possibly. But... My guess is that this content warning is actually telling us that what is occurring here is a very important story about the issue of loss, about people who are cancer, dealing with cancer, and how they deal with life. And that the real story is not that the person has cancer. That's part of the setting, right? The set dressing, right? It sets up the conditions under which other things are occurring, right? In the same way that, you know, if you read a murder mystery, you know there's going to be a murder in it, right? We know that because it's a, they'll tell us on the back cover, right, it's a mystery novel and Detective Bob or Jane is going to go and cover the mass murderer, right? We know that, but the murder itself is not actually, it's, it's an incidental component. It's part of the setting, it's part of the plot in the sort of simplistic sense of it, right? It's the thing that gets things started in the same way that I suspect terminal cancer. And the great example of this is The Fault in Our Stars. You know, most of us know it is about a character who has terminal cancer and the basic premise is that she gets a little bit extra time in her life, and she's sort of dealing with her life. And I've not read the book, I've not watched the movie, but I've read enough about it to have some vague sense about what it's about, right? I actually went and spoiled myself, as it were. 
And the thing is, the terminal cancer is not actually the important point. Having that point told to us just gives us a sense about what kind of story we're about to read. It also creates conditions for the characters in the same way that a setting would, right? If it's set in World War II, there are certain conditions that come with being set in World War II. If it's set on the International Space Station, there are a set of conditions that come with that, right? The fact that a character on the International Space Station may, in the process of being there for six months alone, slowly start to go insane, right? Even that, telling us that being alone, right, and the consequences of it, just saying that, right, or even just telling us that it's about graphic uh, violence, right, doesn't tell us anything about how we get there. I think that's the important detail, right? Whatever's going on at Fault in Our Stars, Knowing that it is about a character who has terminal cancer, it doesn't actually tell us what the end point is. The story doesn't necessarily have to be about her dying. It doesn't have to be about anything. It could be a romance story, right? It could be a character who has a terminal illness who is going through a romantic period. How do you deal with that when you know that you're dying? Do you actually engage in romance? Is it ethical? Is, what is the point of it, right? What, what do we do with this information? Um, there's all kinds of things like that. And I think that's the difference between a content warning and a spoiler. A spoiler is going to tell you specific details about the story that really do ruin major components of the plot. Uh, I'll give you an example, right? Saving Private Ryan, I already mentioned World War II. So spoilers would not be the content warnings. We know it's set during World War II, and the content warnings tell us very specifically, it's going to involve graphic violence. Very extreme graphic violence. going to have bad language, all of that kind of stuff, right? It's a war movie, so there's some expectations it's going to have some of that. But this is a film that was kind of known for having tons of graphic violence. And as I recall, right, the kind of fun, almost folkloric level discussion of this film was that it was so graphically real that some people actually got sick in the theater. I didn't, but I was also too young to see it in theater, so I watched it on VHS, and, and I, didn't, I didn't get sick. Uh, also, knowing that it was that violent didn't ruin the movie for me because actually seeing it occur was actually as much ex- excitement as hearing about people talking about how graphic the violence was. So I think that was kind of a component there. But right, using Saving Private Ryan, right, that content warning is important. But, and I'm going to spoil this in case you've not seen Saving Private Ryan, knowing, knowing that Ernest dies at the end would be actually a spoiler, right? Because he is supposed to be our hero, and knowing the hero dies at the end takes something away from that experience. Right, or at least for some people, people who don't like spoilers, perhaps. Uh, I would not want to have known that because I think knowing that lends tension. Right, it's one problem I have with a lot of films and and stories is that this feeling that all of that fighting and tension doesn't amount to anything because a hero's not going to die. So it's why sometimes I hate uh, trilogies and series because I know my main character is not going to go. So I think one thing that Game of Thrones did really well with its first story is the main hero we thought was the main hero dies. He's not around anymore. Shocking, right? Kind of neat. Other problems with the show. So I think that's the thing. And so why do we have content warnings, right? If we're, if we're going to have this separation, right? if content warnings is telling us the kinds of materials that are in a thing so that you can make decisions, uh, and then spoilers, which is actually trying to tell you significant elements of the plot that could have an impact on whether or not you enjoy things, right? Giving away crucial details. Uh, why do we have content warnings? Well, the kind of obvious thing is, is that Content warnings have existed for a long time. Uh, They've been used in film for decades. Problematic as the MPAA rating system is, and even in video games, it's variation on this. You know, controversial as those are, complicated and problematic, they are relatively efficient systems for telling us the kind of movie we're going to watch so that people like parents, for example, 
can make good decisions for their kids, right? Some parents don't have a problem taking their kid to a movie that is rated R, provided that the content that's in it is of a specific form. Some parents only want their kids to see G-rated or PG-rated movies, but only depending on the content that's in those, right? And those rating systems allow people to look at, well, okay, what kind of content is here, right? Is, is this a story that's going to be about really depressing subjects? If so, maybe that's something I don't take my kids to, or I don't go to because it's a trigger for me, or it's a problem for me, or it's something that I don't enjoy, right? It could be all, any one of those. That's what a content warning does, is it helps you make those decisions. And generally for literature, we don't really have a system for that. For film, we do. And if you are all curious, there, there are documentaries about why the MPAA system is, is problematic. One of the biggest issues is its lack of transparency in the way in which it treats sexual content versus violent content, that one gets much more leeway than another. Uh, but that's a whole other thing. But uh, but if going back to this idea that a content warning is designed to help us make those decisions and that with literature, we don't have that. So the idea that we might have a table of contents that includes a content warning that tells us something about the kind of story we're going to read allows us to make better decisions about what we read. Because for some people, surprise about certain content is not what they want. And I think granting consumers more choice in that respect is actually a good thing. Right. Uh, you know, over and over, we kind of see these conversations about people who've read a book and it had something they weren't expecting in it, but it turned out to be something that for them was particularly problematic. I think the number one example is probably sexual violence. Right? We see this a lot of times, a lot of the conversations about how well it is handled in narrative, in film or in, in written narrative. Uh, but a lot of that conversation or a portion of that conversation is about the fact that some people, right, this is very personal for them and it brings up uncomfortable emotions that they would rather want to avoid, or in some cases could have very traumatic impacts on them, right? And there's obviously a lot of different ways in which people could have traumatic relationships with all kinds of different things that have happened in their lives. There may even be something as simple as someone just doesn't want to have to read a story about a certain kind of content. Maybe it's sexual violence. Maybe they don't like uh, terrible, like uh, maybe they don't like overly romantic stories because it just makes them uncomfortable, whatever, right? Um, but the point is, right, this gives people choice. And while I don't know if the particular table of contents, that sort of format of having them in the table of contents, whether that's the most effective way of doing it, maybe we'll need to think of better systems. But this seems like it's a start to doing this. And I think complaining about it and trying to make this seem like it's about spoilers says probably more about you and your issues with narrative than it probably does for the people for which this is actually very useful. Uh, it's certainly going to be something that if we kind of figure out a system for this and it becomes more st standard, it would certainly be helpful for me because there are certainly certain kinds of stories that I generally don't like to read. And knowing that ahead of time saves me from having to read those stories. Me, for example, while I don't have any specific triggers uh, or traumatic experiences with sexual violence, I personally very get very deeply uncomfortable with things that involve sexual violence in, in novels that I read. I don't like to be surprised by it, right? I, in fact, I, if I'm going to read a book that somebody says has sexual violence, I'm actually appreciative to know that that's there so I can steal myself for it. Because for me, it's not, it's not something, it's not an emotion I want to feel, that sort of discomfort. I get very uncomfortable watching it happen on screen. Um, you know, I've seen Law and Order SVU, which uh, does, does simulations of this kind of stuff all the time. And while that show is fantastic and it deals with those things, I think many times very well, it is still very disturbing, and I can only take so much of it. 
And so for me, I tend to avoid it. But other people have very significant emotional reactions to that kind of stuff. And I think that needs to be treated seriously. And granting people the right to make those choices is a good thing. So I kind of rambling, kind of getting on to just kind of repeating myself. But in any case, so look, if you want to leave a comment or let me know what you think, you can find me on Twitter at Sean Duke. You could also go to my the specific page for this episode, which will be SeanDuke.net. That's Sean with a U slash Sean's Rambles 015. Sean's Rambles without the apostrophe because you can't put that in the thing. So uh, you can leave a comment there and let me know what you think. Also, I did just want to say that I'm actually going to include a link to the original tweet that has the anthology in it. So you can check it out yourself. That'll also go up at seanduke.net slash seansrambles015. Uh, please share this. Let people know about it. Uh, yeah, I'm really curious to hear what other people think about this subject. So anyway, thanks for listening and have a great day. Hey.